0: Welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I'm your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom to five, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness after all isn't that what matters most let's get to it hey my friends it's me here to talk a little bit more about the home front today i know you guys hear a lot about me on business side but i also want to make sure that i'm letting you guys in on what we do in my household Not because I know it all or because I have it completely dialed, but just because that's what a lot of people naturally want to know. It sounds like everybody wants to know how I raise five children while also doing this business stuff. So let's get into what my home front looks like. And today I'll just be focusing a lot more on the home front and sharing some of the things that are working for our kids in my busy family. And before I begin, I just want to acknowledge that every household dynamic and personalities differ. So we are just simply doing what works for us during this specific season of our lives. And a lot of times it's trial and error. We're really just doing what works, sticking with what works, and always trying new things. And I am one to admit, I have no idea what I'm doing as a parent. And as each kid reaches a different age and our family dynamics change and our schedules change. I'm just doing what I think is best, as most of us are, right? Parenting in general, it's such a sensitive topic for many. So here, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be bashing or judging any parents out there, but I hope that whatever I share can be helpful if it applies to you. Now, I'm also one, full disclosure, I'm also one that hates to see all the parents of toddlers act as though they know exactly what to do and the best parenting advice, as we're all fully aware that having one baby doesn't qualify you to parent a teen. And not everybody has the same circumstances, and we have no idea how these toddlers or snobby teenagers grow up to be like. And they could be great people, or the relationship could be completely shot. We just don't know. So this isn't necessarily parenting advice. It's just, like I said, what works for us. And today I'll focus on um, some of the things that we do to foster our relationships. But shoot, I have no idea how my children will turn out. And really, all I care about is making sure they have confidence, kindness, and independence. And most selfishly, I want to have a great relationship with them like no matter what age, like my husband would say, I am asking for unicorns a lot of the time. And what he means by that is sometimes I am like always pressured to like make sure they're doing really well or, you know, I'm being the best parent I can be. And he's like, we're not unicorns. And he reminds me that the relationship that we have with them will be more important than anything And will be the foundation of who they will become, regardless of what they decide to do with their lives or how it lives, how they live their lives, I should say. um, Really, our goal is to just have a good relationship with them one that they can trust us and they can trust themselves to make decisions. So we believe that if we just focus on having a good relationship with them, everything else will kind of figure itself out. And We will be with them on their journey together instead of trying to teach them every step of the way like we know everything, especially when we aren't perfect parents. Yes. So anyways, the reason I thought I would share this is because I feel the things that we are are doing aren't crazy nor special, but it seems when people hear about it through our kids' eyes, like when our kids are sharing what's going on or what we did, we always get these looks as if we we're doing something super thought out or spectacular. And it was by accident, right? I will say James and I do give ourselves kudos when we can, but to our surprise, these little things that we thought were so little turned out to be these huge moments. And it's been a huge parenting foundation for us as we navigate our growing family and busy schedules. It's been pretty awesome. And as our kids grow and our businesses grow Things are constantly changing, and we want to try to take advantage of every opportunity we get, and we want to make things fun. So today, I'll be spilling the beans on three things that we do with our kids specifically to intentionally foster our relationships, independence, and growth for each kid. Some of these are so simple, you guys, and you may be doing these or something like these. I I think a lot of parents are already, but you may even disagree with some of these ideas also for whatever reason but I just hope that you can see that this is all just a fun game of like trial and error and these kind of all happen by accident and it's just what's stuck okay so let's dive in. number one special days and nights okay so days is a daily thing where each of my older kids has days for instance like baby laurel she doesn't have one, right? But for instance, Emery, he's 10. He has Saturday and Tuesday. Cade, he's eight. He's got Friday and Monday. Brooks has Sunday and Wednesday. And Jet just has Thursday. Because he's three and really, you know, he's kind of just getting into the mix. Well, on their days, they are the tiebreaker. Who gets the last cookie? They get it. Who gets to hold the remote? They get it. Who gets to pick the show? They get it. Whoever's day it is. Is is who gets that call, right? The tiebreaker. It's they don't get to pick what we do that day necessarily. But if there's a choice in the matter and and we can't decide, then they're the tiebreaker. Who gets to sit by Laurel? It's that person's choice that day. You know things like that. It kind of it makes it pretty easy to be able to handle things, and it eliminates fights. But not only is it that person's day to get all the perks and have their special day. But it's also that person's day to be extra helpful. I'm not talking about cleaning their room or the things that they're already responsible for. But extra help, like if I need help unloading all the groceries, it's that person's day. Or I need help, you know, washing up jet. It's that person's day to help. Or unloading the dishwasher or helping with dinner or setting the table or folding laundry. It's that person's day for any extra help throughout the house that I need or or James needs that day, we're going to ask that person to do it because it's their day. So on their day, it is special and they get all the picks, but also they get all the extra responsibilities with that. It's just been a little easier for a family to do it this way. I think I even learned this maybe on TikTok or something, but it's been so awesome. And it's just a solid system for them to expect. And they actually look forward to it. They look forward to their days and then they're helping around the house above and beyond, they, they take pride in that and they understand that it's their day and it's totally worth it. So now let's talk about nights. So this is not a nightly thing, but it's every month. Okay. So every month we have kids draw for their special nights. Nights is basically where the kids each get a special night to spend the night with mom and dad and have a sleepover in our room. And again, this is just once a month. The boys also have their own special night to spend a little extra time together in their room, like 20 minutes or so before lights go out, you know, because if one of them's with us, then they kind of have their own dynamic in their room. And this is all done on non-school nights. So we have enough of those now that we can do it like that. And we just got Jet into the mix. So now he's starting to do nights and it's becoming fun for him and he's understanding what it's all about. But all this does is it changes the room dynamic up. Since we all have our boys in the same room, then what it will allow for is if we have one kid, then the boys get to bond in a different way than what they would if all four of them were in the room. You guys, we have five bedrooms in our house, yet all of our kids are still in one room. It's kind of funny. And we just, You know, James's grandma once gave us this one piece of advice and it's just stuck with us to just keep them together as long as possible. And each year we thought about separating them, but then we just hold off another year. And luckily, their room fits all their beds. And there's definitely pros and cons, right? But we think that this has been best for us so far. And I know eventually here in the next year, it could even change that our oldest get their own room or we split them off but we have found that this also helps kind of during travel, right? Because they know how to fall asleep all together in one room or one hotel room, and they know that when lights go out, it's out, and they're used to having other people there. Anyways, I really love peeking in and seeing older boys read stories to the youngers and all of that. But anyways, back to nights, okay? During their special nights with mom and dad, the kids bring their pillow and special blankets and, stuffies down and After we say goodnight and tuck everyone else in at like eight, they get to hang down with mom and dad for an extra hour-ish before bed and have a little sleepover in our room. Sometimes they can pick playing a board game, baking cookies or treats, popcorn in a movie, playing video games with us uninterrupted or their choice of shows or whatever they want to do. It's their choice. And as of right now, we just stay home for this. Then, you know, after about an hour, it's a sleepover in our room. And we're going on year three of this, you guys, consistently each month. And it's been pretty awesome. Again, we try a lot of things in our households and some things we just get rid of and toss out the window because it's not it, it doesn't resonate as well with all of us. But this this has been so sticky with the kids and they just look forward to it every single month. And they are always asking, hey, what week is our night week? Like, when do we get a pick for our nights? This month. We haven't had one this month yet. So we know that they are really enjoying these and so are we as parents. I keep wondering how long my 10-year-old will still look forward to his nights. I see these special nights evolving into doing all kinds of things, like maybe going out and doing something or out to a movie or perhaps turning... You know, turning these nights into, when, as they get older, into solo trips with the kids somewhere. But really, simple has just been key here. They really just want our dedicated time. And time for them to just be them with us thoroughly enjoying it. Just dedicated time to talk, laugh, be silly, and just be with them has been so, 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 so amazing. And I'm so glad we stumbled across this, like, little thing. The, what it's kind of turned into. It is usually these times when we really, really get to know our kids on a personal level and they tell us all these stories or they laugh about different jokes that we we wouldn't normally see them laughing at. So it's just kind of funny learning their little personalities and then what they choose and what they like, it's kind of fun too. Like one of my sons really likes to bake and so it's kind of fun learning how he does that, right? And not having to worry about anyone else in the room you know, making their comments. So whether we're drawing straws or the longest spaghetti noodle, the longest Lego piece, biggest piece of cookie, the highest number on a piece of crumpled napkin, we pick nights like that. Very simple, whatever is going on at the time, and we just make it happen. We have fun and make it happen. Also, it's kind of funny how it's evolved because We get to hear their negotiations about trading their slot to be first night or third night. And sometimes one of the kids wants to be last night for whatever reasons. But now we're kind of into the negotiation stage, right? Where, you know, my oldest will get end up getting the short end of the straw and he has the last night. But then they're sitting there negotiating for like a half hour on how they can maneuver their nights around, right? So, Sometimes this has to do with who goes first, and sometimes it has to do with who gets to be in the room together first. So it's fun to listen to their little negotiations. So they negotiate things like books to be read in bed. So like, you know, Emery will have to read this many books to Brooks if he's going to trade his day or cleaning passes, right? Like, if if you trade me your day, I'll do a free clean pass where I do whatever you want me to clean. And or back scratches owed. This was funny. So Brooks, I think, traded Emery, you know, his time slot for being able to get a back scratch at night, you know, things like that. Or even they have what's called a getting Jed out of their beds free pass, which made me laugh so hard. But James and I were like, what are you guys negotiating over there? And they said, well, it's the getting Jed out of their beds free pass. You know, and so Cade's going back and forth like, oh, I'll totally give up my night for that because Jet jumps on him at bedtime. You know, back to those pros and cons, right? (laughs) Usually it's all good times, but it just makes me laugh. But getting Jet out of their beds. So Emery traded. He said, okay, I'll, Cade gave his night up. Well, when I say gave it up, instead of first slot, he gets third slot or whatever it is. He gave it up for Emery to be able to get Jet out of his bed for free all night. And then, you know, it's it's interesting what the, when it's not free, right? They're usually trading cleaning passes or back scratches and all the things. So, it's really entertaining. Hey friends, are you ready to share your story and reach a wider audience? Start a podcast with Hello Audio. At Hello Audio, they understand the unique challenges entrepreneurs face and they're here to help you overcome them. With their team of experienced audio professionals, they'll help you create a high quality podcast that showcases your expertise and reaches your target audience. Whether you're new to podcasting or looking to improve the sound of your existing show, Hello Audio has the tools and expertise to help you succeed. So why wait? Start your podcast journey today with Hello Audio. Visit the link in the show notes to learn more. For those of you who are wondering what the heck that is, James and I had to ask also. Jet's our three-year-old, and sometimes when the kids try to go to bed, he will snuggle into the other boy's beds or get rowdy at bedtime. Back to those cons, like I mentioned. But these passes are free passes for Big Brother to keep Jet out of their bed for the whole night. And he can lay with him or get him in his own bed, but it is just... Super funny to hear all the things that they trade on their own with their own lingo and currency. And we have fun learning what they truly value and how they each change over time. Anyways, we'll have these special nights every month. And we're also saying no to other outside activities during these nights, right? So we protect these nights. You know, we say no to our adult friends to do anything or neighbor friends. And we say no to sleepovers with their friends if. In, unless there's something going on. But usually we try to protect these nights and we feel like it's paying off. So that's one thing that we really do. Well, those they're kind of two things, but those are, those are special days and nights that we do. The second thing I wanted to share is that we always take opportunities to have our kids experience things that we like with us if it's something they're interested in. And it's usually one-on-one if they're wanting to. So for instance, Cade, my eight-year-old, is our lean running machine and can run for days. And him and I signed up for a 5K and we ran it together. So if I go on runs, I'll just every now and then say, Hey, Kate, you want to go on a run with me? And now we are looking to train for our next race, our 10K. Emery is, was also curious about recent work entrepreneurship conference. And he's always asking about businesses and, and entrepreneurship and things like that. And he does his own little ventures like selling golf balls and you know, uh, water bottles. And he's always wanting to do something. So he always wants to hear what I'm doing and what I have going on. So a recent conference that we went to, I was lucky enough to get a hold of a free pass to get him in. And it turns out he got to come in around a ton of entrepreneur adults. He got a lot of kudos for being there. And he got to hear Tom Brady speak about a winner's mindset and his own experiences. Now, the significance of Tom Brady is that my son, who wanted to come, also wants to be NFL right now. So it was perfect. And we we know that these opportunities don't always come up. So we try to take advantage of it. And we also know that we don't get our time back. So when these do come up, we try to say yes as much as possible or at least Think okay, would this be an opportunity where I can bring them along, if, even at least for like an hour or two, and see if one of our kids would at all be interested in joining? And for our little guys, it's more doing things like helping clean the car or like grocery trip, grocery trip solo, or running foreign errands and things like that. We ask them if they would like to come. We found that these moments matter, and the kids talk about them with their friends, and and we can tell that they. Really enjoy these moments. And we always, always continue to look for these opportunities, whether big or small, whenever we can. So that has been a huge one for us, letting the kids enjoy things that we enjoy with us. And lastly, we challenge their independence and push them past their comfort zone and our comfort zone, right? This has been really, really hard as parents, but it's also been. Really, really awesome to see how independent our kids are getting. And number three, lastly, we like to challenge our children's independence and push them past our comfort zones as well as our comfort zones. And here's an example. So like doing things like letting our kids purchase things themselves without eyesight on them, right? So running into the store or things like that, or giving them my debit card and letting them, letting them go buy something while I'm waiting outside yes, I can walk in with them. And that's not the point. It's just seeing what they can handle. Are they going to get scared and turn around? Are they going to follow through and get exactly what I say? Like, how are they going to maneuver this? Or sometimes I'll give them a little challenge of two things, right? Or three things or very specific, like we need, you know, five apples or whatever it may be, right? Or 2% milk, you know, things like that. And it's been awesome. But we have kind of the secret, and this has kind of been a secret mom trick of mine that has also been super epic. Cause I know a lot of people, yeah, 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 letting your kids go buy things, it's not that big of a deal, but it does foster independence for us. But let me tell you a little mom secret of mine that has also been super epic in this department. Okay. This is mostly for our older two, but we're starting to do it with our five year old also, as long as, you know, I feel comfortable with it. But we do this for birthday parties. So I will give my kids $5 or a $10 bill or sometimes my debit card now and park in the front of a dollar store. I will tell him or her to pick out, I say him or her because if they are with a friend or whatever, but really my boys. I will tell them to pick a birthday gift and be back in five minutes. They can get whatever they want. So this does a few things. It empowers them and gives them responsibility and independence. And trust, right? They understand that I trust them to go in, make a good choice, pick what they would like, come back out, and I feel good about it, right? Which is huge for them. While also we're saving money and time instead of sitting in the Target aisle only to find something that's $40 and each kid wants to get them something. And we have a ton of birthdays. Guys, if you have five kids like me or, or even two kids and a lot of family and friends' birthdays, you can just do the math. Well, this avoids all that. So oftentimes, each kid can pick something. So like I'll send my two-olders in or now even three-olders in. And yes, I can walk in. But the whole point of this is to give them some of that responsibility and independence and excitement of being able to do it on their own without me looking over their shoulder. Because how many times are you like, no, not that. Put, that. put that back. No, I don't think they'll like that. No, like not today, you know, on things that they want to get their friends. But at the dollar store, it's kind of free reign. So oftentimes I'll give them the money and they'll run in and each kid can pick something. They grab a bag. They grab, a, you know, one of those, the large king candies. They grab silly string of sorts and they grab a balloon and They run outside, super excited five minutes later, and we're off on the way to the party. And honestly, like, young kids, right now they're younger, so I know this doesn't always work with, like, the older kids, but right now they're all under 10. And a lot of their friends, when they get silly string and a weird mask and candy, like, bingo, like, we just scored for $5, okay? Doing this 30 minutes before a party can also be huge because they're excited about the party and they want to hurry up. So, we literally park and we're like, "All right, go in, you got five minutes, go grab what they you think they want, and let's go kind of like those game shows where you just rush in and grab hurry up and grab things, check out, and then come out. It's awesome. they're doing their math, they're having you know they're having to chat with the register people on their own without me there. they're having to run and find things in different aisles. I think half of their joy is. The fact that I have no say in what they grab and they feel really good about making all the decisions, and then I trusted them to handle it. Sometimes, though, I get comments like, Whoa, you let them go into the dollar store alone while you sit outside? Oh my gosh, never would I ever do that. And that's okay. That is okay. And again, it pushes me out of my comfort zone, also. Like at some point, these guys are going to be independent, and I know they're young, and this is young, but I always park right outside and I can see who goes in and out and my eyes are on the door and on the clock and just kind of actively waiting for them to come out. And of course, you guys, I follow my mom gut on this. So obviously I'm not gonna be if we're in a sketched out area, I'm not gonna be doing this. But if I feel good and I'm used to it and I live in a smaller town, I know exactly, you know, what I'm up against. I feel good about it. If I have to run in, I can, but it it's a challenge for me also in my comfort zone. And it's fun to watch them grow. And it's fun for me to feel safe about it. So I know that some people aren't comfortable with that and that's okay, but that's just what we've done. And it's been awesome. So aside from this little birthday party dollar store thing, I've also sent my kids into separate aisles in the grocery stores to grab something or into a store to just come right back just to test their comfort zones and mine. Again, I'm testing myself just as much as I'm testing them. And mom gut here. Listen to your mom gut. Now, my 10-year-old is fairly confident and independent, so I'm letting my 8-year-old do a lot of it, mostly with my 10-year-old kind of supervising and teaching him how. This, I think, has been helpful for them also because it helps their dynamic and also grows confident, helps my 8-year-old grow more confident as well. And I think we built a lot of trust with this. Well, there you have it. Just a few of my little systems that I have in place with my family that work for us. And hopefully it will help us in the long run. But either way, we're enjoying the process along the way. And I think the kids are too. And that is the whole point for us. I know that some of these may not be crazy ideas or like, you know, anything super huge. But I think that's the point. It doesn't have to be. and. Maybe these are things that you might be excited to try or you may be totally against them. But either way, I hope this episode left you feeling like parenting can be a fun game of trial and error. No one knows what we're doing, and we really have no idea how our kids will actually turn out, and we don't always have control over that. We aren't and never will be perfect parents, and we don't, nor will we ever have perfect kids. As James would say it, we aren't unicorns. But if you do have kids, I encourage you to keep inviting them along and at least we can all enjoy the process together as we're all figuring this whole parenting and kid thing out. Thanks, guys, for tuning in and letting me share what's working for me. Cheers to all you parents out there. Keep doing what works for you. And we'll chat with you next time. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us to learn, grow, and reach more listeners. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your homefront and biz. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.